Hi, welcome to the Growth Through Grief podcast, where we interview individuals just like you dealing with their own journey from loss to growth, along with mental health experts, growth guides, all with the purpose of helping you better heal, improve mind, body, and spirit, and find your new purpose from the loss and tragedy that you have experienced. Hi, I'm Tom Pasello, your host. I'm a growth evangelist, founder of Growth Through Grief. Uh, as well as a fellow widower. I lost my beautiful bride of 19 years, Judy, some five years ago at this point. My guest today is Brian Rossi. He is the CEO and founder of Instigate. They're an entrepreneurial success engine and consultancy. And Brian is the author of this book right here, Lack or Success, which I had the pleasure of reading and learned a lot from. Brian lost his life partner of over 14 years, Imelda, she was his exotic inspiration, his turnaround artist, his mystic, his spiritual guide, his life Sherpa. And then he found himself without her back in 2017, the same year that I lost my Judy. Uh, it might have been easy for Brian to fall back to old ways, to think about past struggles, repeat those. But Brian knew that this experience, uh, it wasn't to be feared, that Imelda was still and is with him, uh, and that he needed to embrace her passing as an even stronger saucer of inspiration to become even better. In this interview, we will explore Brian's journey, which he does detail in his book, uh, discuss his secrets and methods to transcend from lack to success. Brian, welcome. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. So, Brian, I like to start at the beginning. I love origin stories, and I'd love to hear how you and Imelda met. Uh, well, it, well, it was a timeshare. I'm not sure if you've ever gone on a timeshare presentation before. I have. Pompano <laughs> Beach, Fairfield Resorts. I moved there from California and I got my real estate license and I wanted to go into sales. So I got hired by Fairfield and I, and, and they go through like a couple weeks of initiation and they teach you all the ups and downs of the cycle of a sale. And so they like to take you on like existing tours. So mm -hmm. I got out late one day and they were, the tours are already on in motion. And I remember this New York manager, I forget her. I can see her. I can't remember her name, but she, she, she's like, hold on one second. I got the perfect tour for you. So the, the gentleman that was on the tour got up to go get like a cup of coffee. And she goes over to this young lady and, and that was Amelda. And so hmm. she brings me over and 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 she says you're going to go on this tour with Imelda. And Imelda looked me up and down. She's five foot nothing, hundred pound nothing, exotic look, Filipino look. And she looked me up and down. No, like hi, how you doing? No, she says, don't say an effing word on my tour. Oh. All she said. That's awesome. And, I, and all I did was I nodded, and I sat down. I sat down. And so the running joke goes, <laughs> I got Cupid, you know, they, all the butterly fire. I, any woman that could just spit that out with a straight face, I'm like, man, you got to have some gumption. But she had it. So uh, that's how I met. That's how I met Imelda. Yeah. Five foot nothing spitfire. Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, I, I, I always have this running joke that I, if I was in the back alley and I needed someone, I would take Imelda. She's a beast, man. I would not. Don't, yeah. don't look at the frame. She's fierce, so. And your life with Imelda was uh, equally inspiring from that first meeting where she kind of put you in your place to kind of the life that you build with her. Tell me a little bit about the life you had together with her. 
you know, it was, it's been a journey, you know, like Amelda was a very gifted spiritual intuitive. She had a, an out-of-body experience before she met me and it led her on a journey of spiritual quest. Uh, by the time I got to her, she was four years, five years into this journey, but you got to remember this is back in like 2000, 2004, Mm-hmm. Um, spiritual community, things like that, intuitive was not the, the norm as it is today. So it, it was like, where do you go? Where do you go get this information? How do you actually cultivate your talents? How do you actually bring that forth to the market uh, and, and, and not be like shunned mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, uh, for like, oh, that's a weird or what do you do? I don't even know what that is. And so it was an interesting journey as I saw her cultivate her intuitive talents over the years, self-taught and, and go through in and out of programs. Of course, I saw her evolve her talents over the course of time. And I was learning and observing vicariously through her as I was going through a normal entrepreneurial sales business journey on the outside. And then I would come home and see her going through her spiritual intuitive galactic you know journey along the way and it was interesting i would consider her an urban modern day monk type lifestyle of what of what she would read practice cultivate train and bring forth to the planet so yeah and uh, jay shetty is making that real popular right now i've got his book yeah, featured it, along correct. with yours on the website yeah i mean being a monk and having that spiritual gift now that intuitiveness is really being sought out and not just for emotional healing, but in business where Jay, I know is well respected and, and gets most of his gigs. Yeah. I, I, Amelda over the years, she would be like, you know, I would have many, many readings with Amelda. Amelda, when you have someone that gifted, and this kind of leads us into many things that this conversation will probably lead us into, but Amelda was so gifted. She was like a seven degree empath. She could really see into the future. She could tell you, hey, Thomas, get that shoulder checked out or get that, <laughs> check your gut. Like you might have something going on over there. She would just randomly go up to random people and say, hey, you might want to check that out uh, or at least take the right. She always gave the right next step to take in your journey. That's what I always appreciated about her her talents was it wasn't just, hey, you got a problem. Like, hey, take the right next step or, hey, watch out for this guy in business or watch out for this this program. Like, be very cautious about what you're about to get into. There's been so many circumstances over our 14 years physically together. And I say that physically because I know she's still probably on the shoulder. Every time I see the Cardinal, you see this Cardinal back over here on my shoulder. Yeah. You know, that was from my, my late grandmother, uh, Miss, you know, Bertie Rassi. But every time you see a Cardinal, you should be looking and seeing it's really, when you see a Cardinal, it's one of your loved ones coming back to you to actually say they're thinking about you. They're here. So if you're watching and seeing the Cardinal, it's probably your significant other or your loved one coming back and saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm still ticking. You know, I'm around. So every time you see a Cardinal, that's what you should be thinking. We had one on mother's day this year. Uh, We were in Hawaii and that can be a really rough day when, you know, my daughters are missing mom. And what do we do on those special occasions? Right. Well, we took an epic trip. I had the girls plan it in Hawaii. It was a road trip. And they planned each stop along the way that we were going to do that day. And um, a cardinal followed us the entire way. Wow. And they pointed it out. They posted it in social. They took pictures of it. And that I don't know if it was the same cardinal or not. Yeah. That was definitely a sign. 
Yeah, definitely a sign. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, then then this kind of takes us and just going sequentially through your journey with the Melder, where all of a sudden she was gone. Tell me about what what the heck happened. She had some internal health complications that came on very very suddenly. So within a couple of weeks, she was very healthy and then gone. And yeah. and this is. When she passed away or when I, when I realized that it was going to be like a passing, and I remember that day so vividly. It's really hard to forget those days. So I remember I came home from the hospital. It was raining, and it was like my entire world was shattered. You know, when you she was my business partner, life partner. Obviously, we had a, a really good chemistry, uh, business-wise, people-wise, spirit, like everything. We had great kind of best friend type of thing like that. So when you lose someone like that and you built your life around this person, and this is what a lot of people on this call uh, and podcasts are going to probably are going through right now when you go into grief is your, your identity is not just you. When you build someone with someone, it's you and them. And so <laughs> when you take them out of that equation, this is what happened to me was my identity was shattered. I didn't know who I was. I physically embodied emotionally spirit. I did not know who I was. And that's Mm -hmm. what you feel right after grief. And my personal viewpoint is you're going through a journey. Like who am I now? Why am I going through this journey? Why now? And it makes, it forces you to start asking very detailed questions on your purpose and so forth. And that's what I remember very distinctly. I remember I was at the computer and I was raining. I'm like, Dude, who am I, man? Like, what is going on here? This is freakish. And it took weeks upon weeks to actually decipher and articulate that. And that's, I know that's what you probably went through, Thomas, when when you went through it. And I know there's other people on this call that if you really think back, it was a lot, you lost that identity of who you were. And that's part of the journey is to start there, you know, Mm -hmm. on how you're going to get back your identity your values and belief systems and all that stuff that come with this loss. Yeah. And Brian, I almost jumped back into old identity a little bit. You know, I was still running a company. I had about 20 folks working for me. So 20 families to feed. And we were struggling because a lot of it, a company that small typically depends on the founder, which I was. And um, I kind of put that mask, that stoic mask back on. And it took me a while to become introspective and really delayed, I think, my healing process as a result. So it was really, I think, powerful that you were able to say and realize that your identity was shattered, not go back to old ways, right? Not repeat it, but then start to look and say, okay, who is it that I am and what do I ultimately want to become? Yeah, well, it wasn't right away, Thomas. I had that, that was part of the journey. You know, like about three weeks went by and Amelda had a class, uh, a course that she always taught. Her signature course was the Rich Playbook. And Rich was an acronym for Reclaim Your Integrity to Create Happiness. Reclaim that. Your Integrity to Create Happiness. And so it took about three weeks. And I remembered, oh, I got to go to the Rich Playbook. Now, I've taken this course uh, seven years, multiple times a year. But for some reason that day or that, you know, when I went through the course again, I was open. I was vulnerable. And I write about it in the book and I realized all this was hindsight. And so everyone on this call, like this is all hindsight and years of cultivation to bring it into this conciseness. There was no way I knew it going in. Mm-hmm. And and so not to not to burst the bubble, Thomas, this was after a year after I realized what happened, right? Was 
was I went to I went to the Rich Playbook and I was teachable. Now I talk about it in the book about being teachable, and it was from mm-hmm. Kevin Trudeau. He's a well-known author and speaker and a good business owner and entrepreneur. He talks about being teachable. You have to be willing to learn and willing to change, and that's when you become teachable. Mm-hmm. Now, when you become very very teachable, usually the right teacher will come into the picture. In this case, it was a Mel's program. But if you think back, when you are really wanting to change something and you really want to learn something, you become teachable. And usually the right person or the right circumstance or the right opportunity is going to come in and fill that void. Now, this is what was interesting was when you actually are teachable, it can change on a dime. When you fill the gap of when you are teachable, you you are now filled. You can't go any higher. You can't go any higher. You actually filled the void of being teachable. That's what happened after the Rich Playbook. I got the idea. I got to go on this quest. I got to start figuring this out for my own. And then I did something similar to you, what you did, Thomas, is I just put my, I went to an old way. I just went, put my hand down and wanted to work. I didn't mm-hmm. care what the work was. I was running a company. I was like, screw that. I got to get out of the house. I, I wasn't even leaving the house. So I just, I just picked a job and I worked seven days a week, 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I did that for seven months. Okay. Until I ran out of steam. It actually mm-hmm. came on the one-year anniversary of when uh, Amelda pretty much passed away. I remember I walked out the door, and uh, I was going to work, right? And a wasp stings me on the finger. A wasp stings me on the finger, like, out of nowhere. Like, boom, like, oh, man, where'd you come from? So I'm in the car, and this is part of the journey, like, of, of, bit of growing back your intuition is. I was like, man, why would a wasp sting me today? Yeah. And I think that question, that's what I think. So I Googled spiritual wasp meanings. Okay. I actually literally Googled, because this is how you learn how the how your loved ones come back. And it's like, hey, waking you up, waking mm-hmm. up out of the out of the norm. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna quit this job today. So I went, I went in, I literally quit the job that day, and I started the journey back into Instigate um that day. It came on the one year, and that's when I fully uh, you know, on my journey, it was. It took about a year for me to kind of get back into. Okay, this is Brian again. Yeah. This is now. Now I'm in the identity of Brian, not Brian and Amelda. Now I'm mm-hmm. back to Brian. Okay. You've you've crossed that path. Okay. Now it's time to grow back into Brian's identity, Brian's value. What does Brian want to create? Not but Brian and Amelda want to create. Mm-hmm. And so, I think part of what you preach in doing this to kind of get success is, did you go back and then start to explore your failures and kind of the root cause of maybe some of the lessons that you learned along the way, pre-Amelda and then Amelda? Yeah, you know, about a couple of months with, after I put that job, I, um, I, I decided to grow back up Instigate. I decided what you see Instigate today, my company and Amelda's company when we originally I took an IOS, you know, like I said, at that time I was going through grief. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we're on this call for. So um, I went to this entrepreneurship um, endeavor in Cincinnati called Startup Cincinnati. And I was mm-hmm. at this Startup Cincinnati event. It's a five-day event. They had all these different speakers. It's all about entrepreneurship in Cincinnati. And I was visiting the town. That's where my, my parents are up there, my brother and sister, my niece and nephew. So I went to this five-day event. I put on a nice suit. I went back in. I was like, all right, let's figure out what's going on in entrepreneurship in Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. the first day, I, it was started at seven, 8 o'clock and it went to 8 o'clock in the evening. 30-minute, 40-minute talks all the way throughout in multiple rooms. And there was a theme that was brewing, Thomas, 
in that, uh, and I picked up on it. It was like everyone was talking about failure. Everyone was talking about fear, fear mm-hmm. of success, fear of failure, failure, you know, and a, a lack, lack of money, having money, lack of time, having support, all different types of things. And I'm like, man, I get this urge that I got to talk about failure. Like I got to freaking talk about it. Like I, it was on my mind halfway through the day. By the end mm-hmm. of the day, I go back and see my, my parents for dinner. And they're like, how did the event go? Well, it was great. You know, I, I had this feeling I got to write about failure. And the first thing that came out of my mom's face uh, mouth was, who wants to read about failure? And that minute, I was like, I'm writing about it. Like, yeah, I, I know there's something here. They're probably thinking, how's Brian getting back on track from his loss? How's he, how's he building for the future? And then you're talking failure right away. <laughs> they must have been freaking out a little bit. <laughs> Oh, uh, they, uh, they, they, they come to know, you know, you know, it's funny. It's funny how, you know, when you get into the right success structure, how people mm-hmm. who your loved ones who want to support you, they just don't know how to support you. You know, I, I remember very distinctly, you know, they want to support you. And yeah. a lot of times I shut it off. Like when people would call, I'm like, I don't want to hear, it. I don't want to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and you shut off the phone and you kind of go through it. And, but as they see you, as they observe someone getting into the right success structure, how they observe someone moving through their life after grief, right? Mm-hmm. Growth after grief. As they choose to go through it, they come on board. It's it's actually a really interesting thing on how the Rassi family, even the Arcelia family, you know, Melda's family, yeah. how they've come together and grown through the loss of someone mm-hmm. so polarizing and so so important in their lives. In this case, mm-hmm. it was Imelda for mine. And and same same for everyone on this call, is when you actually go through the journey, you are teaching them how they would deal with something like that. Yeah. Um, and good or bad, <laughs> good or bad. Now, now in this case, I went on a full, complete onslaught. And I don't know, people just don't know this about me, but you will quickly, I didn't care. At that moment, I made a pact that I was going to figure it out for me. It was mm-hmm. like, I was going to solve this for me. I was, I didn't care how much money, how much time. I didn't care what it was. I didn't care how it was going to happen. It was going to happen, Thomas. And I, I made packs in and I, and I threw down the money. I did the time. I'm one of those guys that if you tell me to stand in that corner with one foot, look in the corner, say this saying a hundred thousand times for four days and you're going to get a success. I will do it just to mm-hmm. see if it was right or wrong. That's mm-hmm. me. And that's when, so when I brings up the, the fourth, like the book, I did all these things. I actually spent all these, I know how this is supposed to go down and what works and what doesn't work. Cause I literally did it and yeah. I show how we do it. And I've proven it over the course of time with our, with our actual clients at Inscape. Cause I saw them go through the same journey as I was just in business uh, and so forth. Yeah. Now what you did in your failure kind of exploration is you tied it back to, and you mentioned this fear, right? As being the number one stumbling block for most people, why they kind of snatch uh, failure from the jaws of success is fear, afraid of the success perhaps, or afraid of what the future might hold, afraid of taking that first step in some instances. And I think there's some parallels that we can run with business and the grief process and the grief journey. Similar. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. There was a study that that really was the impetus that everyone thinks fear of failure, fear of success. But I think as I learned through the book, it, there's something that precedes that. Hmm. And really, if you start going through the definitions, 
it was fear or our failure is lack of success. Lack of success is mm -hmm. failure in the definition. So I'm like, okay, lack. Lack comes before fear. Fear is like after. It's like fear is like a superficial top level, uh, you know, ex experience that happens. Mm -hmm. But something led up to the fear or the fear or the failure or whatever. Fear, failure, fear. There's something that precedes it. And in my mm -hmm. case, it was lack, lack of success. So I started, I saw this, I saw this study. The study was done. Uh, about lack. It was, uh, they, they, they did a study years ago. They, they surveyed 400 farmers before their crop or they had their crop, their seasonal crop, or they sell off their crop. And that's when they don't have money, right? Mm -hmm. And they gave them basic financial questions and they had them answer it. And then they gave a simple financial questionnaire after the harvest, after they had mm -hmm. loads of money. Yeah. And they gave them the same the same type of financial questions. And they found that there was over a 13 point IQ drop when they had lack of money versus mm -hmm. having money. And what I extrapolate out of that was just get an idea of how big that is for the audience is imagine working a whole day, not sleeping the next night and then working the next entire day. How sharp are you? After that full day, that is now your new normal IQ ongoing when you are in the state of lack. Mm -hmm. And I'm not in this case, the study was lack of finances, mm -hmm. or money. but what happens when it's lack of love, Thomas, mm -hmm. what happens if it's lack of support? What if it's lack of, of time? Mm -hmm. So this is what the, this is what the lesson is. When you're in lack, you are now operating with a 13 plus IQ job. That's how, that's why when you're like, when you see like people that get like, they get the, they win the lottery and all of a sudden five years later, they, 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 they gave it all away. They lack the identity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they yeah. lack the embodiment of the belief or the value of who that person is. Notice how lack is beneath the surface on this call. It's really the lack that, that, that's really running the show. Yeah. It's re really running the show. It's not the failure. That's what, that's what manifests. That's the result. That's the manifestation. That's the result. Mm -hmm. We just happen to be, that's more topic. Our, our, everyone can understand or experience failure. They might not be able to articulate what lack is, the driver of it. Yeah. Let me talk a little bit about where my lack came from because I had to do this work and I didn't do this work until after I lost my wife and I wanted to heal from it. And I started to work with a therapist and, you know, we talked a little bit about the grief that I was feeling, but she took me back. She took me way back. I mean, she took me back to childhood, to teen years. And I think a lot of our subconscious um, issues that deal with lack kind of go back to, for many of us, that kind of period in our lives. And for me, a lot of it had to do with dad issues. I had a great dad. I loved my dad, but he was an athlete. And I was a nerd, a writer, a musician. I couldn't have been any more opposite than him. And he knew only how to love an athlete and give accolades to an athlete. And when I tried to be that athlete, even when I did well, I felt like it was never good enough, right? So the not enough became kind of the story that I started to tell myself from way, way back then. And Although I've achieved success and, and I've healed through the grieving process, 
I still have to go back to those fundamentals and still have to work on making sure I don't go back into that lack of mode, um, the less than mode that I kind of programmed myself through from those experiences and those initial kind of um, interactions with my dad, who I wanted to be proud of me. So in one way, it was a great motivator in that, shit, I worked my ass off to prove myself, right? Uh, but there was always that less than that I was always fighting against internally. Talk about that yeah. a little bit, or if your yeah. experiences were similar. You're Italian, so I'm sure you had uh, not too dissimilar a family than I had, right? Yeah. Well, well, in my, in my case, you got to understand, I, I learned this through the research of the book, was mm -hmm. uh, Bruce Lipton, well-known uh, biologist, speaker, author, he did studies uh, about the, the brain. And a lot of people mm -hmm. have done studies about the brain. But you got to understand that from the ages of zero, when you're in the womb, mm -hmm. to about seven, that's when you get programmed by mm -hmm. everyone around you. Every, every time you hear something from your mom and dad, a babysitter, TV, your brothers and sisters, your aunt and uncles, you are programmed. You're like a, literally a sponge, a sponge into the unconscious mm -hmm. mind. So all those thoughts, all those things go into your mind, and that creates your belief. Yeah. Now, That's most of our unconscious at that point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is who you are. Now, now you got to understand 95 to 99% of all our thoughts every day is unconscious, meaning mm -hmm. only one to 5% of our thoughts are conscious. Well, I'm, I'm here consciously talking to you, Thomas, mm -hmm. but 99 of those thoughts <laughs> are going on behind amongst me. They, they feel reproduction of your cells, make sure the heart's pumping, make sure you're, 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 you're metabolizing food, but it's also those thoughts of, you're not good enough. You're not capable enough. Uh, uh, hey, watch out for this. You know, don't 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 fall in love. Mm -hmm. uh, don't love again. Don't mm -hmm. love again. Remember the last time you loved, that person left you, and it triggers you. You know, like all these thoughts are going on un unbeknownst to you, mm -hmm. but they they dictate your behavior because when you actually go through life, <laughs> and you like you on social media posts, or, or you're listening to this now, you're you're listening to me, and Thomas, and all of a sudden it's triggering all these memories. Some are conscious, some are unconscious. Mm -hmm. It goes to the filing cabinet. It pulls up that closest time, right, in general. And, and then it, it gives a ph physiology, a feeling, mm -hmm. an emotion feeling, associated yeah. to that time. And then that's how you behave in the world. And this is what, this is what they call triggering. This is why mm -hmm. you get triggered. This is why people like, you're like, what's, what's causing that person to go off the rails? Mm -hmm. Well, well, most likely something triggered them in a past childhood that they have no idea about. And now they're just acting out that to the planet, you know, in front of you. And you just happen to be there, yeah, you know, and experiencing. Mm -hmm. It's not who they are. They just got triggered. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. Once you understand how the brain works, how you work, mm -hmm. it, you can then start deciphering how you're going to fill the lack. How are you going to fill the lack of understanding how are you going to feel the lack of emotions how are you going to feel the the the, the structures in your day yeah. to to work your way back into a functional life a happy a fulfilled life yeah. without the person that you that you that you lost yeah right? because that's now there's the challenge yeah because yeah, now you've got some of these fundamental lacks or you know gaps in your psyche that are remnants of past hurts, right? And now you've got this new big hurt 
So you already had holes and gaps that perhaps maybe your spouse was filling some of them and helping you to overcome them. But most of us haven't done our work on those past hurts. And now we've got this new big hole. And then what happens for a lot of people when they go through losses, well, now they've got an even bigger hole and bigger hurts and bigger lack, and they try to fill it. They try to fill it with maybe a new relationship that might not be healthy, that that person's never going to fill that lack. They might try to fill it with alcohol, with drugs, with bad behavior. Um, some fill it in a good way. You know, they go and they do the work. They fill it with knowledge. They fill it with intelligence. They fill it with spirit and, uh, you know, and faith. Um, so there's kind of this, when you think about it, we are now, like you said, almost a blank slate that occurred to you a year later. You're like, wake up. I need to wake up to the reality that I'm in now. And now I need to start becoming Brian 2.0. Um, it is really like that you not only have these old hurts and wounds that form a lack of, but now you've got this big gap that needs to be filled. Talk about that a little bit and, and how yeah. that can lead to failure, right? Subsequent failure in relationships, in, in life, in business, if you don't take oh, care of well, it. Yeah, that's what, that was what's so, what's so frustrating on the journey, Thomas, was you would read all these books, right? And, and they all have one premise. And, and, and some of these are well-known authors and speakers. They, they're well-known. And they have mm -hmm. a, an author. And you get this golden nugget. And you start implementing that golden nugget. And then all of a sudden you'll read another book. And that contradicts or has different language than the first book. <laughs> <laughs> and then you read the next one. And that has different talks or points. And they, I could never put the whole picture together for me. I could never pick. I, I could never do it. So that's what was so frustrating about my journey was I would pick up someone's nugget, implement it, and see if it worked or not. And that's when I wrote Lack of Success. I tried to put all the nuggets and the entire wheel together in one framework that I know that someone would work. Now, the way I did it was there were certain foundational items that you have to do. And because I, I wasn't smart enough to say this was the right one. I just knew that if I did certain foundational items, it was going to shake out in the end after my research. And that's what I try to do on a daily basis. And what I try to at least open up other people to the idea that you don't have to be that smart and be that so on top of it to know everything. You just got to do these basic things and the rest of the fulfillment is going to come. You know, obviously, you know, like just think about where you want to go. Now, a lot of times when people focus in and you touched on this, if you go down blaze of glory and you focus in on the lack, you're just going to attract more and more lack. So if you say I lack, I, I, I'm really lonely at this time and I want to get into a relationship really quick. Well, guess what? You're going to attract someone just as equal as you at that time, which is probably not where you want one to find. Mm -hmm. If you're broken and you want to fill that void, most likely the person you're going to attract is going to be broken and mm -hmm. you can fill another void. Not going to say that, you know, like attracts like, but, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So so you might want to be conscientious. So at least I knew that going in. I knew I had to heal the heart. I knew I had to heal who I was. I needed to become whole again before I could go out into the marketplace or into the society and, and have another significant other that would equal or match the new vibe that I was throwing out of being whole. Now, the same is with alcohol. The same is with time. In, in this case, Thomas, you did the same thing that I did. Very similar you went back to an old one. Hey, I'm going to outwork myself and make myself kind of numb mm -hmm. to probably the situation. That's that's what I did originally. And it just took a while until I got the wake up call. You know, 
And uh, for me, uh, you know, I've got a quote from the Buddha, uh, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with that quote, but sounds like you're definitely living that. Yeah, you definitely are. And so, but if you do certain things, if you do certain things, this is what I figured out. And this is what I try and I go over in the book and I go over. And, and the reason why I wrote the book for everyone on the call, was it was, it was a very selfish track, everyone on the call. I originally went on this journey for me. I had no, no idea. I know I say I wrote it for a failure, but really I needed to figure this out for me. And that's why I threw all the money and time. Now, what happened was, is once I started seeing some successes, once I started understanding some of the frameworks, I, you know, I'm a consulting company. We help business owners and entrepreneurs that lack money, lack support, lack operations, lack, uh, in, in, you know, access to their intuition. And you would see all this in front of me. And you're like, wait a minute, I was there six months ago. Or wait a minute, I was there two years ago. And I'll say, hey, try this try this stuff. <laughs> this is what worked for me. And then they would go try it and it would work for them. I'm like, okay, this will work. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's try to figure, keep going on this path and put it in a framework that they could do it more often. Now, what happens is that's how we use it in business. But what happens is, is when you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or at least a family, you, and you experienced this, Thomas, was it's a family business mm -hmm. in most cases. Mm -hmm. Your partner's a part of it. Your kids totally. are a part of it in most cases. And so as you heal on this journey, you're literally healing everyone when you go on this journey of self-mastery. You're like literally healing everyone around you. You're healing yourself. You're healing your kids, your spouse, your future spouse. Like you're healing so much going on this journey and you're learning so much in this growth process because this is what ultimately was the inkling of waking you up to the mm -hmm. situation of you asked for this in some, in some case. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. When, when, when Imelda passed away, I went to a mediumship reading. I'm not sure if people have on this call know what a medium is. A medium is a special spiritual person that can see to the other side and see the essence of who you're talking to mm -hmm. uh, after they passed away. So in essence, they can communicate with the dead. Okay. And in my case, I wanted to communicate with Amelda. I wanted to get some questions answered, okay? Like, I wanted questions answered. Like, why'd you leave? Why now? Mm -hmm. Like, there's certain things that I wanted to know, yeah. right? And the big lesson came from the answering that I got from Amelda was, was, hey, you know, I was a spiritual crutch for you. Hmm. When you have someone so spiritual in you, I would not get to my own intuition or figure out or ask these serious questions because by the time I would go down that path through the form of the lack, I had a solution really quick. I'd say, Imelda, give me a reading. Or, hey, Imelda, what do you think about this? And she would, st she would give me the answer, but it was a crutch. Mm -hmm. I would never go on this journey myself to fully understand the growth of who I am today if she was in here or mm -hmm. with me, which mm -hmm. so sucks. But it's the truth. Like, yeah. it, it, it sucks, but it's the truth. Like, I can, I can. So on when she got out of the picture, aka right here, but not physically here, guess what had to happen? I had to hone these skills. I had to, I had to meditate. I had to do affirmations. I had to figure out the right structures. I had <laughs> to go on this journey of growth. I had to, to sit there and think through, like, what do I really want to do? What do I want to take? Like, these things. And I can't have this crutch to help me. I need to be empowered 
on this growth journey to become Brian Rassi again, 2.0, as you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have that journey. That's why you're yeah. here. That's why yeah. that's what's ultimately happening in my personal opinion. Uh, yeah. when you I completely that, agree that with love. And, and herein is the opportunity, right? We could wallow in the grief, which you've got to experience it, right? You get, get through it, um, feel it, feel it deeply. I think that's the reset button and the reset doesn't occur instantly. It's not going to be a week, two weeks in, three months in. It, like for you, it took a year to get through that. Um, experience that reset. But once that reset's done, like you said, what, what was the crutch? What were you relying on in your spouse that wasn't making you whole? What work didn't you do while you had that relationship? Because, you know, you kind of almost took advantage of it, right? Um, that, that, that other person was there filling some holes. What were the holes that you should fill before you get out there again? Um, what's the work you need to do? What, for me, it was, you know, all I was about was business. And I wasn't really giving much back. And for me, she was the one that, you know, on her, her gravestone is, you know, life worth living is a life done for others. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing now because she was filling that hole and that was my crutch. And now I'm like, yeah, it's not just about making money and building the next company. It's about what is my purpose and fulfilling that purpose to serve others. And so just like you got rid of that intuitive crutch and spiritual crutch that you had, I definitely had a crutch with my wife. And now with her gone, you kind of have to figure out, all right, how do you walk on your own and walk proudly and, and, and in honor of her, not just limping around for the rest of your life. Correct. And they, and they want, they want you to walk around proudly. They want Mm -hmm. you to go on this journey with, without them. Mm -hmm. They want, they, they, they're still with you. They're just, they're just, they, but you need to get your big boy pants on and and, and start going on this journey uh, of regrouping, retraining, mm-hmm. reprogramming, reestablishing your identity, your values and beliefs, what you want to do, how you want to serve. And, and in that journey, in that process, in that grief cycle of going through it and remembering and going on this knowledge base. You get to observe through others on how they did it. And then you can pick the golden nuggets up and how you can implement in your life. That's the best way I can, I can describe how I did it. And I, I have a feeling, Thomas, that's what you've been doing as well in your own way. We all have our own little way to do it. Um, and they all will work. They all will work as long as you are dedicated and devoted. And I talk about devotion. I, and is devotion is the superpower that sustains the rigorous challenge. Is the light in your corner that, that, that fuels you to go the distance. That's Imelda's lines on our last interview that she gave about a month or two before she passed away. But devotion is very key. You have to be devoted to this life of growth and choose to grow. That's ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we are genetically built to grow. Mm-hmm. And just because you go through grief, that's AKA you're experiencing something, lack of love, all right, and, and, or lack of support, lack of something. Mm-hmm. The wake up call is to have you choose to grow through this process to 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 fulfill what you always wanted to fulfill anyway. Yeah, you know, like, like this is like you know, like this this is this is part of what you asked for uh, in your journey. This is what yeah. I asked for. And, uh, and, and I'm now, I'm, now I'm living through it. I'm living it. I'm growing through that. And so are you, Thomas. And so is everyone else listening here. Yeah. And our purpose is in that meaning and finding that meaning and living that meaning. Right. So, uh, if you're 
you know, like I said, experience the grief, experience the sadness, experience the pain, but do make a conscious choice to grow out of it. Don't just wallow in it for the next five years. Uh, you know, and we can say this, right, Brian, because I want to give everyone a perspective. We're five years in. So it's not like this yeah. stuff happened overnight. We're talking with five years of hindsight and a perspective and a point of view that's come from going through a lot of trials and tribulations of growth. Because I don't know about you, but mine wasn't exactly linear at all times. No, no, no. Like year one, brutal. Yeah. Year two, I finally felt like, okay, year three, I still have inklings and reminiscence. Years four and five, I think about her all the time, every day. But it's not, it's not so emotionally charging. Mm -hmm. like, the emotional charge is gone. Like I'm not going to sit there when her when her birthday comes around or the date of her her passing comes around. I might get a tear and start shedding some tears in my eyes, but it's nowhere near like it was year one mm -hmm. or year two when those pockets came. You know, like, and so I just want to give that, that perspective to everyone on the call is you, you're always going through it. You're always mm -hmm. going to be thinking that, 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 that person that was special to you. Okay. But it will get easier if yeah. it only, if you, you, you choose to grow through this mm -hmm. and start going down that path, you know, but I can only imagine if I stayed in the grief, if I stayed in the grief, like I stayed mm -hmm. there and, re and relived it, you can relive that forever. You can Absolutely. relive that all the time. It's a loop. Beat the crap out of yourself forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a sadness loop. And, and you know, you've got a chance to recreate your identity. Um, there are some that fall in the loop of recreating their identity of loss and grief. And, you yeah, know, even though you wrote a lot about it in the book and I talk about it every day, I write about it every day, it's a growth mindset. It's not a loss mindset. The loss is what shaped us. So you can really reshape your identity and your ego to be one of a victim that you got victimized by this tragedy of disease or loss or accident or whatever it was that took your, your beautiful bride. But um, you need to get that growth mindset in place. Before we run out of time, though, I want to get to Amelda and a term she used, which is magic. Tell me about magic, Brian. Yeah, well, magic is an acronym. And it stands for multidimensional alignment with God's infinite creation. And what she really meant is, and this goes back to, remember we talked about fear of failure, fear of success, and mm -hmm. then you take a step back and you have lack of success and how lack is used as a lack or success mechanism that I talk about in the book. But then there's another step. And this is what I mean by magic is multidimensional alignment with God's infinite creation. Mm -hmm. It's really what was the real reason for that lack, lack or loss? It's to wake you up that there's a higher power. There's a higher purpose for what you're doing in your mm -hmm. life. And when you experience loss, that's you at this time with the wake up call to go on this journey of self mastery and whatever was in your spot, you chose this. And I, I say this because part of that mediumship reading with Imelda was, we've done this many a times in many lifetimes. And this goes back to your belief of reincarnation. I believe in reincarnation. And we've had many past life regression readings where me and Imelda have come into a, a, a relationship like this and done this before. Hmm. 
So you and this happens to a lot of loved ones, and this give you help, help give you some peace of mind that you will see your loved one again. It just will be in a different form, and so forth. But in this case, it's a wake up call. God's infinite creation saying, "Hey, Brian, time to figure it out on your own, big guy. It's time for you to choose to grow. It's time mm -hmm. for you to go on this journey. It might take five, ten years to get there, but you asked for this, and what's going to come out of it's going to be amazing." It's not, it's not going to, it's just going to be different than what it was. It's just yeah. going to be a different journey than with Imelda with me. It's just yeah, a and different Imelda's journey. already enlightened, so now it's your turn to become enlightened. It's your turn. Yeah. It's your turn to become enlightened, and that's what she really meant, I yeah. believe, by that acronym. I did not know that at the time. I knew that with many hindsight and, and really thinking through it as I wrote the book of what that acronym truly meant. Brian, what's the one piece of advice you'd like to leave our widowers or growth warriors with today? You know, I, I believe that success is a skill set you can master, okay? It can be taught, it can be learned, it can be applied with consistent results. Now, what comes from that and what I did not understand when I came up with that premise and going on this journey is it works for grief. Mm -hmm. It works for the process of grief because you're in lack of love. You know, instead of working at a business as lack of money or lack of support, look at it as lack of love. Mm -hmm. It's the same process. What success is in the dictionary is to have an aim or have an achievement and be able to actually experience that achievement. That's what success is in the dictionary. And in this case, you want to experience, want to achieve your own identity, a life fulfilled again, and be whole again, right? That's your goal when you go through grief, mm -hmm. right? Is to become whole again, become mm -hmm. Thomas again. Become mm -hmm. Brian again mm -hmm. and what that is and in what you are. That's your goal. So when you go through this process, you are going to reap the rewards of success and master that skill set as you become who you're supposed to become, 2.0 version. <laughs> Love and it. So choose to grow. Choose to go on this self-mastery journey. Choose to get it done. And when you do that, you will master the skill set and will have exponential benefits as you go through. Not only you become whole, it will have exponential benefits on the people around you, finances and so forth. Yeah, so lack of success. I've got a link to this in our tools section under books and resources. So definitely check it out. You can order it on Amazon. It's where I got mine, it came in two days. I was able to get through it pretty quickly. It's an easy read, but a really powerful read. And Brian, I think you've got something to share as well with our audience. Yeah, I, you know, we created, uh, for, for those that want to take action, and, and, and of course you can read the book and buy the book, but I, I want you to take action today and choose to grow. And what I did is I created uh, our, our, self, our, our epiphanies and self-mastery series. And what this is, is a free giveaway that you can actually get the five biggest epiphanies on this journey uh, that took me years and tens of thousands of dollars to figure out. And all you have to do to get this is you just need to pull out your cell phone, go to the text box, type in a six-digit number, 411321. That's 411321, six-digit phone number. And in the body of the text, type the word mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Mm -hmm. -E and you'll get asked for your email. And then you'll get this these, these five biggest epiphanies that it took me years to figure out. And they all come with education, exercises that you can use today to help reclaim your identity, reclaim your, your, your self-mastery journey that you got to know as you go on this journey to get over grief.
And Brian, we'll include the code, uh, the number, we'll include the text and the instructions in there, and we'll also include contact information in case anyone wants to reach out to you on LinkedIn, Brian. So, okay, that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you. Just thank you so much for offering that up. Thank you for your advice and uh, the story of Imelda and your journey uh, in spirit, in body, and in mind, and uh, a fellow growth warrior. Brian, thank you. No, no, thank you, Thomas, and thank you for everyone. Yeah, thank this. you, everyone, for listening to our Growth Through Grief podcast. If you like this episode, if you like what you heard, please hit like. Uh, be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. We've got a lot of great ones coming your way. And until next time, my growth warriors, keep growing. Keep growing.